It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To get this show every day, I need you to subscribe to Lockdown Mets, wherever you get your podcast. Also, don't forget, in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Lockdown Mets. On today's show, what I want to do is break down the starting rotations in the NL East and rank them 1 through 5. So in the first half, I'm going to go through each team's rotation, tell you who's on it, how they did last year and all that. And then the second half, I'll talk about how they all stack up to the Mets, and I will give my rankings. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, check me out on Twitter, at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing about the Mets at MetsmerizedOnline.com. All right, let's start with last year's division winner. You have the Atlanta Braves who are led by Mike Soroka, who pitched to a 2.68 ERA, crossed 29 starts, and 174 and two-third innings pitched. He struck out 142 batters. He was a runner-up to Pete Alonso in the Rookie of the Year race. Now we will see if he can back that up in his second season in the big leagues. Really good starting pitcher. The number two guy, according to MLB.com, is Mike Fultonevich. He pitched to a 4-5-4 ERA last year across 21 starts, 117 innings pitched, and 105 strikeouts. He has been up and down throughout his career. If I had to rank their starting pitchers, I might have him as their four starter. But we'll see if he has a bounce back year where he can be really good. I know he has had some pretty solid seasons in the past. Moving on to number three starter, Max Freed. He is a left-handed pitcher who I think has... Maybe the best potential out of all these guys. Soroka was great, but Max Fried has the strikeout stuff to back it up. He had a 4.02 ERA across 30 starts, 165 and two-third innings pitched. He struck out 173 batters. That's a guy that can really unlock the potential of that starting rotation. The fourth guy they have here is Cole Hamels. 
Hamels pitched to a 3.81 ERA with the Cubs last year across 27 starts, 141 and two-third innings pitched, 143 strikeouts. Hamels, despite getting older, he still is a very effective starting pitcher. You go back to 2018 when he was traded from the Rangers to the Cubs. He was lights out in that second half for Chicago. He can be a really good starting pitcher. I almost wish the Mets had signed Cole Hamels as opposed to going the Rick Porcello, Michael Waka route. But the Braves jumped on Hamels early to a one-year deal, I believe worth $18 million. And I think that's the perfect fit for them to kind of anchor that rotation, a veteran guy with a lot of young guys around him. And that's where you go with the fifth starter on the team who will likely be Kyle Wright. You would think he has the inside track, top prospect. He just has not put it together at the big league level. But this is his time to really take control and get a job and be a starting pitcher at the big leagues. If he has a good spring training, you would think that would be the route they would want to go. They have some other arms to compete with him. Bryce Wilson being one. Sean Newcomb being another. Newcomb can pitch out of the bullpen. He hasn't been able to fully grasp a slot in their rotation up to this point, but maybe this is the year for him. And then the other wild card is Felix Hernandez, the longtime Seattle Mariner, signed with the Braves on a minor league contract. If none of these young guys take hold of this race in spring training, it could just go to the veterans. So we will see who gets that last spot. Moving on to the Phillies. This is a rotation that's really anchored by a one-two punch of Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, which is still unfortunate to say. For Nola, you have a pitcher that finished as a runner-up in the Cy Young back in 2018 when DeGrom won his first one. Last year, not quite as dominant pitching to a 3.87 ERA, but he made 34 starts. He struck out 229 batters in just over 200 innings pitched, so he has that great elite-level stuff. Moving on to Wheeler, of course, we know how good he can be. Last year, pitched to a 3.96 ERA, crossed 31 starts, had 195 strikeouts in 195 and a third innings pitched. Zach Wheeler can be an ace in this league. I truly believe that. I think he was the second best pitcher in the Mets rotation last year. And losing him is such a big blow. If the Mets had Zach Wheeler in that same rotation, they would have the best rotation in this division, hands down. Maybe even the best rotation in all of baseball. So that's a big loss and it boosts a division rival. Outside of those two guys though, I don't really like the Phillies rotation. You have Jake Arrieta coming off an injury plague season. He had to get shut down. Only made 24 starts. Pitched to a 4.64 ERA. He has yet to really reach that old version of himself that we saw back in Chicago. And I don't know if it's going to happen now when he's a year older. So... If he is not what he used to be, then Zach Eflin becomes your three-starter. And Zach Eflin, while he can be a quality starting pitcher in the big leagues, he had a 4-1-3 ERA last year, 129 strikeouts, and just over 160 innings pitched. I just don't think he's the guy you want at the top half of your rotation. If he's your four or five starter, you got a good rotation. But with what the Phillies have, he might be their number three. So... I don't love the Phillies rotation because of that. You look down the list of their other guys. You have Vince Velasquez, Nick Pavetta, and Cole Irvin. These guys have had their opportunities, particularly Velasquez and Pavetta, and neither one of them has really proven themselves up to this point. 
Moving on to the Washington Nationals, the defending World Series champions. Last year, those three guys, Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, and Patrick Corbin, did what the Mets rotation has been trying to do since 2015. They were all great in the regular season. They were all great in the regular season, and they pushed their team to a World Series championship. Scherzer still being the ace with a 2.92 ERA across 27 starts. He also had 243 strikeouts and 172 and a third innings pitched. Steven Strasburg had probably his best year. 3-3-2 ERA across 33 starts. Led the rotation with 209 innings pitched and had 251 strikeouts. He was sensational, winning the World Series MVP. Patrick Corbin pitched to a 3-2-5 ERA across 33 starts. 202 innings pitched. He had 238 strikeouts. He was the free agent acquisition that put the Nationals over the top last year. That three-headed monster at the top of the rotation was so good. But not to be forgotten, Anibal Sanchez had a really solid year as well. Pitched to a 3.85 ERA, crossed 30 starts, 166 innings pitched, had 134 strikeouts. So he can still be a quality starting pitcher using his control. Now you also have the Marlins, who are a young rebuilding team. I'll talk about them when I do the rankings. I'm not going to go into depth about all their starting pitchers. They're probably the worst rotation in this division, but they have a lot of potential in the future. So I'll talk about that, and I'll rank all the rotations in just a minute. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, so let's talk about the Mets rotation and then get into these rankings. The Mets had the best pitcher on the planet. That's what Jacob deGrom represents to me. I think he's that good. That is really an argument under when you stack up these rotations. The Phillies, they have some good guys. The Braves have some good guys. No one compares to Jacob deGrom. And even the guys in the Nationals, while they're closer to deGrom's level, they aren't quite there, Jacob deGrom has been sensational for two years running. Behind him, Noah Syndergaard needs to step up this season. He has had great moments in the past. Last year, he was up and down. If Noah Syndergaard can unlock his true potential, the Mets will have the best rotation in this division, if not the league. I mean, he is that good. You have Marcus Stroman pitching in a contract year. I think he will be a very solid starting pitcher. You see how hard he works in the offseason to hone his craft. Stroman should be a great number three starter. 
You move to the back end of the rotation. You have Steven Matz, who should definitely get one of those spots. He had an unbelievable season at home last year. Was really bad on the road. If he can find some type of a middle ground, he should be a really solid starting pitcher. He's right up there with Noah Syndergaard as guys that can really break out and put it together for a full season. Has a lot of potential. And that's why I put Matz in the rotation over Michael Walker and Rick Porcello. But those two guys represent good depth to deal with injuries. I never loved the Michael Walker signing, but you put him at the back of the bullpen as a swingman. Maybe through Jeremy Hefner's tutelage, he figures out something and can get back to what he used to be a couple years ago. I don't love the idea of him actually being in the rotation, but when you don't have a ton of depth of starting pitchers in the minor leagues, he's a nice guy to have around. Rick Porcello should be the fifth starter. He's been one of the most durable starting pitchers in baseball, which does make him a solid five to be able to eat innings for you. Last year, he had the worst ERA in baseball, but he's moving from the AL to the NL. That should help him. I think he does have a good chance to have a bounce back year. When you look at all of that, though, I still can't on paper put the Mets above the Washington Nationals. I think the Mets have a higher ceiling. I think the Mets will outperform the Nationals. But when I'm just judging on the numbers of what's in front of you, I can't look at what the Nationals just did and not say they had the best rotation in the division. They just proved it. Here's why I think by the end of the year that will change. You have a team coming off a deep World Series run. You had 30 innings pitched by Max Scherzer in the playoffs. 36 in the third pitch by Steven Strasburg. 23 in the third pitch by Patrick Corbin. 18 pitched by Anibal Sanchez. All of them being high-stress innings at the end of a long season where they were all around 200 innings pitched or 150. So you take all of that extra work. And I mean, Max Scherzer did break down in that World Series, had the back injury, wasn't able to start, what was it, game five? Bounce back, pitch game seven. But we saw it with the Mets in 2016 after their World Series run. Jacob DeGrom got hurt. Matt Harvey got hurt. You had Noah Syndergaard and Steven Matz both deal with bone chips in their elbow. Syndergaard was able to pitch through it. Matz was not. So that is a cautionary tale. You saw the Cubs go through it after they won the World Series. You saw the Red Sox this year go through that slump as well. Chris Sale had a little bit of a dead arm. So I don't know how that's going to impact this rotation, but I really do think it will. So right now on paper, I'll say, hey, the Nationals, they got those three horses. They should have the best rotation. But really, I believe the Mets will surpass them at some point this season. That's why I had the Mets right behind them as the number two rotation in the NL East. Moving down the line, it was a toss-up between the Braves and the Phillies. I think the Phillies have the best two pitchers out of the bunch because as much as Mike Soroka had a great year, I trust that Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola will be able to replicate their past success where Soroka, you still don't know, is going to his second year, second time around the league. He could run into some troubles. So I like that one-two punch better, but the Braves as a whole have a better rotation in my opinion. You talk about the depth that Cole Hamels brings, 
Mike Fultonevich, Max Fried being a really good pitcher that has a chance to break out even more. And then also you have the farm system, which produces guys like Kyle Wright that could step in and really have a big year if they reach their potential. So their upside is so much higher than the Phillies when you're talking about guys like Vince Velasquez and Nick Pavetta that we've seen time and again. They don't have that same high ceiling unless Jake Arrieta comes back and is what he used to be and gives the Phillies three frontline starting pitchers. I just don't see them competing at that same level as the other three staffs. Finally, the Miami Marlins are in last place now, but they have the potential one day to be the best rotation in the division. You have Sandy Alcantara, who just had a really nice season. Caleb Smith's a high strikeout guy. Pablo Lopez had some flashes last year. Jordan Yamamoto was the big prospect they got back in the Christian Yelich trade. He was pretty solid in spurts last year as well after making his big league debut. And they also have Sixto Sanchez, one of the top pitching prospects in all of baseball, waiting in the wings. They got him in the JT Real Muto trade, if I'm not mistaken. He is someone that can really transform this rotation. So the Marlins this year are not going to be a team that competes. I think they'll be better than advertised. I think the over-under in their win total was like 66, and I think they will get to 70 wins this year, so they'll improve. I might talk about them at length at some point because they've made a lot of interesting additions this offseason, but right now that rotation is just not quite ready to compete with all the pitchers that we have in this division. And that's the last thing I do want to say. There is a ton of great starting pitchers in the NL East. I mean, you're talking Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, Wheeler, DeGrom, Syndergaard, Nola, Stroman, Soroka. I mean, there is a lot of really good starting pitchers, and that is going to breed great competition throughout this season. Anyway, thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget... When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Mets. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.